This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, your beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. I'm your host, Sam Rafis. On today's show, we are talking about it's never too late. And I want to read this quote I found from motivationalwordsofwisdom.com. I don't know who the author is. It states, nobody has a perfect past, but everybody has a clear future. It is up to us to take control and become pioneers of tomorrow. It's never too late to jump off your train and head down a different track. And people I think of that took these words to heart that have meant something to me are Louise Hay, who published her famous book, You Can Heal Your Life, at the age of 58. And that was the beginning of the Hay House empire that we know, oh, it's got to be 30 years now. And who else do we have here? Julia Child. The famous chef became famous in her 60s. And my own parents, I looked to them after they retired from farming, they went into real estate and became successful in their 50s. Whatever you dream of, whether it's to start your own business, go back to school, try a completely different career, it's never too late. And here today to make that point with me is my guest. Elaine Lindsay, at the age of over 55, she tells me, is your guide to the future of digital. Elaine Lindsay, a trainer, a strategist, a speaker, has studied web development, search engine optimization, or SEO, as many of us know it as, as social media and video to learn the best ways to integrate and to optimize your digital presence from the ground up. Elaine says, after a major automobile accident at age 20 and a life-changing botched surgery at age 27, business goals became reading material, hospital beds, and nurses became more familiar than family. Soaking up knowledge and learning to use a computer were the only avenues available to feed my brain. I'm uniquely positioned to speak to the concept of one more time, reinvent you, and it's never too late. Welcome, Elaine. Thank you. (laughs) It's lovely to be here with you, Sam. It's been a very long time. I know. The last... Uh, the last time that you and I talked, the tables were turned. Uh, you, were, absolutely were. <laughs> you were interviewing me uh, for Women Speakers Association. That's, that's right. I, I do wear another hat in that, that I also host a number of shows. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. And I was, I was looking at that, and we might get to that a little bit later, even about your TV show. I wanted to tell the listeners how you inspired me at that time with your story of how you're the bionic woman. And (laughs) that always stuck with me. 
I believe that your story can help inspire our listeners as well as give them some tips on how it was never too late for you. Start us off by sharing your backstory and why you do what you do. All right. Um, my backstory is actually really convoluted, and I'm glad you started with um, the little bio where I give a sort of a synopsis of uh, the, the high and very low points <laughs> of, of my life. Having spent so much time, almost three decades, uh, in and out of hospitals and in and out of basically being a chronic uh, patient, I really didn't have anything else to do but read. And once computers came in, it gave me uh, a little more. I could, I learned to develop websites. I learned to write HTML and then later PHP. And um, I always had a real thirst for knowledge. So it was great because when I engaged my brain enough, I didn't have to think so much about all the pain that I had. Um, as you say, I am bionic. I've gotten more bionic actually in uh, the last 15 years, which is um, kind of cool. Um, I am, every time I see the Energizer bunny on TV, I kind of laugh because that's like me. You can knock me over, you know, like a weeble, but I'll get back up again because I, I just, I don't believe in stopping. You, you, you have to try one more time and it's never, ever too late. And why I say that is because it was brought to my attention just about age 55. I had, uh, in 2007, I got into Facebook, in all honesty, to stalk my adult children because <laughs> I was starting to really annoy them by calling Anytime I heard uh, some bad news or, or there was a, an issue in one of the cities they were living in, you know, it was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And the kids, it's like, please, mom, stop. Well, Facebook opened, and in February of 2007, I jumped on there thinking, well, this is great. I can make sure they're okay and not annoy them. However, within about five weeks, I had surpassed both kids in the number of friends that I had on Facebook and realized very quickly that for my web and my SEO clients, this was a brilliant marketing tool. And the minute that they opened pages, which were called fan pages back then, I knew that this was a way to help my clients be able to market themselves and their websites not realizing that social media was becoming a thing, uh, people said to me, you know, you should do social media. And I said, oh, don't be ridiculous. That's not a job. Okay, I'm just playing. Well, I continued to play for a couple of years, and finally, a really lovely woman in South Africa, Tina Cook, said to me, you know, you need to meet Mari Smith. And oh, so yeah. I did... And we found that we had an awful lot in common. You see, she's a Canadian Scot, and I'm a Scots-Canadian. And <laughs> our roots are in Edinburgh. I was actually born in Edinburgh, and Mari went to live there when she was 12. And uh, all of our history, all of our families are, are Scottish. Uh, my mom's family's Irish as well, but, uh, you know, coming, coming from Scotland, there, there were a lot of similarities for us. 
And I proceeded very happily to mentor with Mari for over three years. I and Mari, the- let me intro- interject here because yes. you and I hope know who Mari Smith is. That's true. We know That's that true. this is our industry. But for our listeners, if you are not familiar with Mari Smith, Mari Smith would be the top person training in Facebook? Is that what you'd call her, Elaine? Um, Absolutely not just in Facebook. She is uh, one of, I would say, the top five influencers in the world in social media. Okay. Okay. She's a Forbes influencer, but back then um, they dubbed her the Pied Piper of Facebook. Okay. And um, Mari has a, a a background in marketing and is absolutely brilliant at what she does. So I ended up talking with my husband and at the time uh, remortgaging our house so that I could go to the Relationship Marketing Institute because the one thing that was always important to me, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it to the very best of my ability. So I spent a great deal of money and uh, happily went off to immerse myself yet again and this time it was a little different because one, I was over 55 and I really had to think about that because social media was for millennials. It was young people. It was, you know, generation Z coming up here and it took a little bit to think about it, but I do have sort of a a little ace in the hole. I think mentally, if you ask anyone in my family or my friends, they tell you that I'm about 12. So that that made it a little bit easier for me because I'm able to see things from both sides of the table. And I do tend to make things a little simple, which makes it easy for the clients to take away the fear and help them understand, you know, what, what is this big thing out there on the web? Now, I do integration, so I don't just do social media. I integrate uh, search engine optimization, your website, your blog, and your social media. Why that's important, because in 2011, when Google Plus came out, I was one of the early adopters. I got in on day three, and I knew from what I'd learned for so many years that because this giant, of search was so interested. This was like the ninth or tenth foray Google had made into social. Because they were so interested, I knew that search was going to change and social was going to matter in whether or not you were going to be found in search. And, and as you're talking about that, I was, <laughs> I'm getting here really excited. I feel like I'm vibrating because I, it brings me back to when you and I talked of the few years ago on the WSA interview afterwards when you were the one that helped me with my, with my Google Plus and with my search and you, you explained it all to me. So I just had, I just had that flashback to knowing knowing more after I talked with you on it. Okay. Well, keep going. Thank you. Yeah. And, and not to go too deep into that because I'm, I would talk on on Google and everything to do with it forever. But the gist of all that is 2012 search change became semantic. 
They started working with machine learning and artificial intelligence. 2015, they unveiled RankBrain, which really brought integration to the forefront. And I wasn't yelling into the wilderness so much anymore, which is why um, a number of clients came up with the line that I am your guide to the future of digital. Because I see the, I see the changes, but I also see the similarities. Because in all honesty, you know, social media is not this big, scary thing. No. It's the same thing humans have been doing forever. Yeah. We've it's- always been social. And it's relationships. Yeah, it, exactly. It's building relationships. It's only the tools that we use that are a bit different. Exactly. That's the only change. How you build relationships, how you interact well with people, exactly the same as it's ever been. And so, No, go ahead. Just gonna say, and, and that's sort of where I am today, I am, um, I have been featured in four four books now, and finally am putting uh, the finishing touches on a a sort of mixed business and older story, because I believe that the, the employment area is changing so much those in their 50s and over, you do have to get out there. You are better off to take charge of your life and do what you want to do because there is definitely room at the table for each and every person that takes the initiative and puts themselves out there. Yes. And as you were saying that um there's room for all of us at the table. It really is because of the internet and social media, because we can get so into our niche and expertise that it becomes that personal. And that's what I talk about with so many of my clients that they'll say, Oh, I'm a nutritionist or I'm a massage therapist. I'm an energy healer. And I guide them saying, but you're more than that. You, Absolutely. when we talk about personal branding, you, you are a unique individual and the power of the digital world is what makes you able to be found for your target expertise. Absolutely. And that personal branding, okay, this is a whole new world. Yeah. Okay, in, in even 15 years ago, it yeah. was not that important, the name behind the brand. Yeah. But now it is because when all is said and done, it doesn't matter whether I was talking, you know, 1910, 1950, or 2017. The bottom line for people in business is people do business with people, not Bam. business. Okay, that's the bottom line. We do business with each other. You tend to, even if you're dealing with, you know, uh, Google or Microsoft, or you're dealing with, uh, you know, a, a big furniture company or, or the grocery store, you tend to spend your money with the people that you get along with. 
with the people that are good to you. Okay? When, when Absolutely. Buy, you want to buy a car. A car now is a big deal. Okay? Cars cost more than our first house. Yeah. I'm 62 years old. So, you know, when we, we bought our first house, it was $57,000. So, you know, there's a lot of cars that are $57,000 now. Yeah. When, when you think a big purchase like that, you have to invest in the relationship. Yes. With the car salesperson, because that's a big piece of your life. Exactly. And you're not going to buy it from someone you don't like or someone that, that doesn't mesh with you or have some rapport or go that extra inch. Um, I have uh, had the wonderful opportunity to interview Stan Phelps uh, quite a few times. Stan Phelps is a marketer who for many years has been working on this series called the Goldfish Series. And he's done, you know, purple and gold and blue and red, all about goldfish. It's about employees and employers and the customer. And he talks about that little something extra. He calls it lanyap, which is from the Creole. Uh, it's a New, New Orleans, Louisiana word that they use that means that just that little something extra. And if we all do that, add a little bit of value, I don't care if you're seven or 70, if you love what you do and you love your customers and you're trying to add value, you're going to be successful. I agree. And that's why I called the show Love Brand You. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's really at the core of it. When you love who you are and love what you do, and I'm not talking about the ego, I'm talking about being able to share what is unique about you. And again, we say it on almost every show, how you can be of service in the world. Exactly. And, and I will say, I was not always in this frame of mind. When, when you get crushed between three cars when you're 20 years old, and you lose part of your leg, and all you ever thought was you were these big blue eyes and these long, long legs. You come out of that lacking an awful lot more than just body parts. You come out lacking self-confidence, and it makes it hard to be able to share well. I would have to say in my 20s, I was very confused, very much in pain, and quite a bit defensive. I don't think I was a, a really nice person. And I think that's actually, in hindsight, stood me in good stead because I learned that I've always had this, this great, I don't know, urge to be able to share what I've learned with people because I love to make things easier for people. But it's a lot easier to do that when you honor and love yourself so that you can add value in a, in a kind and gentler way. I really like that. When you were just talking about that and you're talking about the accident, is that, is, is this kind of a crazy question, but is that the obstacle that you, that you really had to overcome? 
no, actually. And people, people say, what? Uh, no, the obstacle I had to overcome is me. I'm the one that, that came out of that accident, not just physically damaged, but mentally thinking that I was worthless. And it's something that a lot of people struggle with. You know, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not whatever enough. But compounding that, when I was 27, I went to have some surgery that went horribly, horribly wrong and ended up with me feeding through a tube in my side for over a year and spending long, long months in the hospital over and over and over again. And uh, it, it became uh, an incredible burden for our family and it chipped away at more and more of what was essentially me. And it took the next 25 years for me to get to a place where I could actually understand, in essence, during the accident, you know, there was a, a point that maybe we'll talk about that actually is a wonderful gift, but it took those 25 years for me to get to a place where I could understand that I was the common denominator and in order for anything to change, I had to change me. Isn't, isn't that so true? And we just have to remember that sometimes. And, and we forget that. We look to the outside that something outside of us has yeah. caused something to happen. When yeah. at the root of it, it, we are the common de denominator and we have choice through everything. As you were telling that little bit and you're talking about, you know, your own journey, who are the people that impacted your life along this journey? Well, you know, there's the people everybody says, you know, I, I, I respect and honor my father and I adored my grandmother, and my mom and my aunt was a genius uh, uh, in Mensa who was unfortunately very ill and it made her life very difficult. However, the one person that actually impacted me the most died before she turned 16. Uh, my girlfriend, Andrea, unfortunately hung herself on New Year's Eve just oh before my. she turned 16. And it tore apart our world. There were five friends that chummed together. We saw the devastation between us, her family. It was a very difficult piece to live with. And why this is important, why she's so important in my life my accident actually happened on a highway directly in front of her grave. My car was on the road, and if you went direct from the middle of the car, a little ways, hers was the first grave that you would reach. Oh, oh my. Okay, I, 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 wanna, I want you to go into more detail. I do have to take a break. Let's take a short break and I want to hear the rest of that story. 
Oh, yeah. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our Speakers Network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. And we are back with Elaine Lindsay. Before the break, Elaine, you were talking about the tragedy of your girlfriend at the age of 16 that unfortunately took her own life and then you were taking us into your accident so share with us uh, the impact that had on you and why again it led you to never too late for what you're doing okay well not to get into too many of the details about the actual accident I was standing uh, between two vehicles when a third vehicle hit Uh, The engine of my beautiful Mustang unfortunately took part of my leg. And when the cars bounced apart, I went flying through the air. I landed uh, two and a half lanes over on the highway. And people can take it for what it's worth, but I am telling you, I was laid very gently on the highway. And the hood of this fur coat I was wearing went up under my head. And when I was put on the highway, it felt so gentle. I knew that it was Andrea. She was saving my life because I always knew that, you know, I I needed to do something else. As I was young, I thought I was just going to be here forever uh, in not a good way. (laughs) But in the accident, It was such a surreal feeling. Now I realize I was in and out um, at the time. I had lost so much blood. My femoral artery had been cut. It was minus 30, which is one of the other pieces that actually kept me going because it was so cold. Um, I was very badly injured and, uh, as I said, lost part of my leg, fractured my skull, dislocated my shoulder. I had internal injuries. I was pregnant. And I lost my child. There, there was an awful lot that happened. And but, didn't, if, if well, I remember right, correct me, if I remember right, didn't they tell your family you wouldn't live? Oh, they, they assumed I wouldn't. And when, back then, there were no cell phones. Okay, so when the ambulance finally got there, they were trying to make me comfortable because they didn't think I was going to make it to the hospital. Uh, I, it, my leg was so badly torn open 
and um, my ankle, my left ankle was up near my shoulder. I couldn't figure out why I could see my foot. You, you know, your head does funny things when you're in that kind of pain. My arm was stuck up right up in the air. And I just had this very weird feeling. And in all honesty, for the next 20 years, there was so much pain and surgery and weirdness. I, I delved into the books and then the computers to take me away. But when I started really looking and I started working with a spiritual advisor in 2004 and by 2013, when I was asked to, to share my actual story, you see, I'd never told anybody. My family knew, people knew the very short version. I had an accident when I was 20, lost part of my leg. That was all. My father said I should tell people I got bit by a shark because it was a better story. <laughs> and, we're, and we're laughing, but every, every yeah. time I talk to you, we end up laughing even about yes. tragedy. But you have to laugh. If you, can't, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you honestly can't really laugh with others. Yeah. I don't take myself very seriously ever. And, and I know this is a serious subject and, and, you know, I'm not making light of it because it certainly wasn't light for my family. But what I will say, through all of those years, there were many, many times I cannot tell you how close I came to taking my own life. There were times when the pain was so extreme. Sometimes it just wouldn't stop. I, I'm in pain 24-7, but it's manageable. I meditate. I do lots of things. But back then, there were times where in between surgeries, that's all there was, was the pain. It was this huge monster that inhabited every inch of space around me. And many, many times, I got ready. I did everything just short of taking my own life. And that's when I would remember, I now understand I've been given the greatest gift anyone could have been given. And that was in Andy, Andrea's death. Andrea showed me the agony that the family and friends go through. And I was a mother of two children. Oh. I was married. I had a family. I couldn't do what I had seen done. I couldn't possibly put them through what I'd lived through. And in essence, that was an incredible gift she gave me. Because I now not only have two children, I have five wonderful grandchildren that I give thanks for every day. And I believe I would love to do even more for suicide prevention because I know how dark it can get. I know how tough it can be. And not everybody gets the opportunity of this kind of gift. And for the first 30 years, I didn't consider it a gift. And I never went one day without thinking of Andrea. Wow. Now, I'm able to think of her with joy and with love 
and with such gratitude for what she's given me. And, and there's no way I would waste that. So at more than 55, when I decided I was diving in headfirst into social and everything else, the age thing didn't really matter. It sort of was in the back of my head. And the first time that I showed up with a, a group of people at what we called a hurl in New York City, that's hangout in real life, with 70 people, I was really nervous because I was probably the oldest person. Turns out I'm not. Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> but no one, no one ever said, how old are you? No one ever talked Why about Why are you here? Before. Yeah. It was just, okay, I immersed myself deep enough. I know my stuff. I have worked hard on the expertise that I have. And I took a long, long time to get there. And it's, it's, it's such a gift to me, such a joy that people accept that and accept my help for what it's worth because I do value being able to serve. Well, and not only that, from, from the end user point of it, like someone like me, I know you know what you're talking about. So take us into, I mean, like every show I could have these conversations for a long time, but we've got a time limit here. Take us into what does Truel social media mean? Okay. Truel is actually an acronym. And I'm here in Ottawa, Canada, which is the capital of Canada. It's also a federal town. So acronyms are up the yin-yang. Everything has an acronym. So I'm also Scottish, and we tend to name our homes. My family back in Scotland, a lot of them live in homes that don't really have addresses. They have you know, one crofter, crofter's cottage, or it's the, the meadow farm. So when we decided, when we bought our house in 1992, we decided that that was going to be our special place. And my parents' house is Cairnabin, which is the ship we came to Canada on. So we decided we would name our home. And we came up with Truel, which stands for the rest of our lives. What I didn't know at the time, there is a Loch Truel in Scotland. <laughs> so it really fits with my background. But the fact is, I knew when I decided to make my life a business that Truel was part of it. Now, had I spent a little more time thinking, may not have done that because <laughs> troll is not a good word online. Yeah. <laughs> but at least yours is T-R-O-O-L. O-O-L. And what it does it makes me work that little bit harder because I have to get past the troll piece every time I do anything for optimization. Because if you search for troll social media, if anybody searches for troll social media, the search engines will ask you, did you mean troll social media? 
But honestly, in, in a way, that's not a bad thing because it's still, it's still bringing you even more attention because then people are like, oh, wait a second. Oh yeah, I do mean true. I tell my clients all the time when they come to me and they say, I have this weird name and I go, hallelujah, perfect. Yeah. And then again, we're, that's not a segue we can go into for this show. But no. <laughs> when you've got a different name, it, it is beautiful. Okay, we've got a few minutes left. I want to know what is your best daily habit that keeps you going, aligned with you, your brand? Uh, tell us. I practice gratitude. Brene Brown is the one who said you have to practice gratitude. I always said I lived in gratitude, but she's correct. It really is a practice. And I am so grateful for everything. Uh, I have a, a friend, uh, Kathy Donovan, who wrote a book on courage and another book on inspiration. And she said that we have to be grateful for our breath. So every morning I do a meditation and I am grateful for every breath I take. I'm grateful for the incredible squirrels and all the lovely birds that are around our home and every single thing that happens in a day. If you just look for the good, you'll find it. I'm, I guess, the eternal Pollyanna. I still play the glad game every day. Me too. And I aim to improve. Yeah, yeah, and I am aim to improve 1%. By that I mean I want to learn something new every day because there's just so much out there. And I don't want that to ever stop. Perfect. Leave us with, well, okay, first, first tell us how our listeners can connect with you. Okay. Uh, our website is truelsocial.com. That's T-R-O-O-L social.com. You can simply Google Elaine Lindsay. You can get me on pretty much every social channel that's out there. Uh, I do suggest people use LinkedIn. So get there. And if you have a business, you should have Google My Business. Other than that, you can email me at gethelp at truelsocial.com. Thank you, Elaine. And we will, well, you and I are connected on LinkedIn. And yes, we are. every show is posted uh, by eWomen Network. I love that. They post all of our shows. And I go in there and I tag you and I share it. So as soon as the show airs, within a couple of days, we'll be uh, linking you on LinkedIn and people can find us there too. Absolutely, and we'll be sure and share it on both Truel Social and on our uh, other sister channel, BBP TV Show, which is where we, we list everything that, that we do and, and that we guest on. Perfect. Yay. All right. Lastly, give us your best parting words of wisdom or advice. My best advice to everybody is be grateful, be open, and connect. 
every person you connect with leaves an imprint on your heart. Every imprint on your heart is a gift. Why not give yourself all those little gifts? I like okay. that. <laughs> and, and what we talked about on the show, it's never too late. It's never, I, it's never too late. It's never too late. See, I, I guess because I live it so much, it doesn't even occur to me to say it. But I don't care, as I said, whether you're 7, 70, 87, if you think that you have something you want to do, don't just sit there. Get up right now and go do it. Start it. Okay? It, it, it is never too late. Never, ever to do what you love. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you, Sam. Okay, listeners, head on over to trulsocial.com, head on over to samrafis.com, and also, I'd love it if you head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. I've had some amazing guests on the show, and I know it'll just continue. If you like what you heard or you have a comment on today's show, I'd appreciate it if you took a moment of your time and left a review. I'm your host, Sam Rafus, and until next time, keep sharing the love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.